Welcome to the Cultivating Wholeness podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Peskis. You guys, today's episode is one that I've been waiting for for so long. I feel like I've been talking about it for so long. I've been anticipating it. I've been excited for it, and it's finally here. Today, Jen and I will be talking about the art of holding space. Jen is someone I hold very dear to my heart. She's one of my closest friends. I love her to pieces, and I'm so excited to share her with all of you. Jen River is a facilitator, writer, creator, and student. She holds retreats, circles, ceremonies, and space for women seeking to foster a deeper intimacy with self, sisterhood, and spirit. She aims to be a humble guide on our beautifully unique journey home. And I feel like this episode will kind of encapsulate all of those things about her. So let's jump right into it. Hi, Jenny. Hi. I, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and chat with me today. You're welcome. I'm excited. Um, I've told you this. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. I've told you before that when I had the idea for this podcast, you were the first person I wanted to talk to. So I've been looking forward this to, to this for a really long time. I know, we both have. <laughs> We've both been well, looking forward to it. And I'm so happy that we're finally here. Yes, it's happening. Happening. Um, so I thought we would just really briefly let everyone know how we met since it's kind of serendipitous. Are you cool with that? <laughs> yes, I am cool with that. So do you want to tell the story or should I tell the story? Okay, well, I feel like maybe we can just do our 30 second versions. Okay. You can go first. <laughs> you have more you you have more to say about these things. So, um, living in Melbourne in Australia, and that's Melbourne for people that <laughs> say it the wrong way. Um, yeah. We were living in Melbourne and a mutual friend of mine mentioned that you and your partner, Dave, were over there and that I should meet you. <laughs> yes. And, uh, it took us a little bit of back and forthing to finally meet, but we... This is my, this is, is this not the quickest version of the story I've ever told? This um, is. And I had a little bit of resistance to meet people from Canada as I was like trying to really space myself away from all that I had known. Um, but we met, we fell in love, and then we were inseparable. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is the story, basically. One thing <laughs> that I wanted to add was... I remember before I met up with you, um, I texted you and was like, hey, like, I hope this doesn't offend you. And we were meeting at like on a patio at this restaurant in Fitzroy and whatever. So I texted you before we went to meet up and I was like, hey, like, I hope this doesn't offend you, but I'm not wearing a bra. And you were just like, no, like, of course not. And then it's just funny because once like <laughs> after I got to know you, I realized that you're literally naked like almost all the time and you pretty much never wear a bra so I just thought that was like a really cute thing to <laughs> remember one of one of my kind yeah <laughs> we understood each other I mean yeah. speaking, speaking of which it's like 30 degrees and I'm actually sitting here like 
almost completely naked because my windows are closed so that there's no sounds from the street. Same. I'm in a bra <laughs> yeah, and underwear well, in my so. bathroom. <laughs> well, yes. Um, and I think it was just the biggest, oh man, the biggest gift because you guys stayed in Australia. And then I was just so excited that whole year for you and Dave to come back to Vancouver. I was just here waiting for you to love you up. I remember. Home and it's just been it's just been so so wonderful experiencing our own city together you know yes um okay so the reason I thought you'd be an amazing guest besides the fact that I think you're amazing is because you are what I consider what I would consider a master at holding space for other people which is now essentially translated so beautifully into your new business venture Jen River Mm-hmm. Would you mind telling everyone about your work and some information on the retreats that you hold for people? I'd love to. Um, also, thank you. That is the sweetest. I wouldn't say I'm a master at anything at this point in my life, but um, I really, that's very sweet of you to say that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah, okay, so um, I'm a facilitator, um, a writer, and a creator, and essentially, I hold retreats, circles, ceremonies, and space for women um, who are just trying to foster a deeper intimacy and connection with themselves, um, with sisterhood, and with spirit, and whatever that looks like for you. When I say spirit with a capital S, it's kind of just up to interpretation, but essentially, um, in essence, I really crave um, creating opportunities for people to come home to themselves and that was the um that was kind of the passage into where homecoming was created with my business partner Jade Wolf and over the past few years I've had a couple of different retreats but homecoming has really um rooted itself in both of our hearts and our lives and we have um really nourished and fed this idea and this business and um homecoming is essentially I use the word essentially a lot apparently um (laughs) homecoming is um a fusion and alchemy of kundalini movement sound healing um that jade facilitates so beautifully um group work mirror work meditation um stillness and self-exploration and um yeah both of us are just so enamored by how this has evolved into what it is now yeah um like you guys have a retreat coming up in Sayulita Mexico in March right let us cross our fingers and yes hope that by March of next year we're going to be able to cross borders in that way um but yeah that was a huge bucket list thing for myself um, when I first started when the first you know conception of the idea of holding retreats um, was born and um, yeah holding it in a tropical destination retreat kind of manner was so bucket list I was thinking like five years like oh in the next five years and yeah I'm talking like in the beginning of this year I was thinking five years and I, I experienced this particular retreat center in January um, at Mara Branscombe's retreat, who is such an incredible teacher in Vancouver. I absolutely love her. And I was at this um, place called the Haramara, 
which is in Sayulita in Puerto Vallarta. And um, I was there and I just knew in my heart, I was like, I have to hold space here one day. Like, I don't know when that's going to happen. I told Jade that exact thing. And about five days later, Jade um, texted me and she said, we're going to Mexico. And I wow. was like, oh, cool. Like, we're going to go on a little trip. You know what I mean? Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, she just kind of came out of nowhere with it. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, when you want to go? She's like, no, we're holding homecoming at the Haramara. I emailed them this weekend. They wrote me back. We're in. And I wow. just, my heart just like, oh, my heart just exploded. And that, I mean, that's, I mean, Jade just for, she didn't even tell me. She just knew that it was something I wanted so badly and that she realized, obviously she wanted to do that as well. And then she just made it happen. And just, it was just so, oh, I loved it. That moment was so great. So yeah, so we're hosting it. Um, let me just actually really think about the dates here before I say them wrong. But March 27th until April the 3rd, I believe. Um, it's seven nights and eight days. <laughs> so excited that is so exciting and I um I can't wait for the retreat in September you 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 ladies are holding another retreat in the Vancouver area in September as well right yeah so we're um we're hosting on Bowen Island again we hosted on Bowen before but not at this retreat center um we're gonna be at Xenia which is just this like sacred profound acreage on Bowen that is just like oh my gosh, it's beautiful. And there's just so much space on that land. And I'm really, really, really thrilled. Um, so that's on the uh, September the 25th to the 27th. Um, and that one was actually postponed from April. So it was sold out, but there's a couple of spots left because a couple people, um, actually a, a few people pulled back because of the dates <laughs> and then with COVID and um, yeah. And then suddenly we've actually just like kind of filled all those spots again, except for two and uh, two of them are scholarship positions or one of them is a scholarship position. I can't remember, but I'd have to get back to you on that. But anyone can just contact me and reach out directly and I can let them know. Amazing. Um, okay. So we've talked about this before, but the whole reason for this podcast episode is to pick your brain and gain some of your knowledge on the art of holding space. Um, and I've told you my own personal story. I'll share it um, briefly for the listeners again. So I used to allow myself to be the person that everyone came to for help or advice. And I ended up giving like way too much of myself to the same people over and over again. And it got to the point where I was exhausted and frustrated just hearing them vent where, to the point of where I would end up resenting them. Yeah. Like when someone keeps bringing the same problem to you with the same issue and you've already dedicated so much of your time and energy, like how do you manage those boundaries without damaging the relationship? Because I can only assume that people probably come to you a lot given your line of work. So mm -hmm. can you like just any insight or advice on, yeah, like holding space and what that means? Yeah, something. Um something that I first of all I think a lot of people are going to really resonate with what you said um I would say fundamentally that is quite possibly the people pleaser in a lot of us um mm -hmm. to allow ourselves to just kind of continuously be eroded by the energies of certain people in our life um because we don't want to let them down by saying no 
Right. Um, however, I think it's really important that, um, can I phrase this? I think something that I'm really, that I've really embodied and practiced in my life that I'm really keen to see a bit more of is people, first of all, asking permission um, before they dump. So I think there's two really important kind of facets to this conversation. There's the person who is the listener and the person who is the sh- like sharer, I guess. Yeah. And in this case, you know, someone approaching you saying like, hey, you know, like blah, 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 this is going on for me. So I think it's very important, number one, for us to start learning how to ask people if they have the capacity to hold what we're about to tell them. Right. And I think that can just be as simple as saying, like, if I was to text you, babe, and just be like, hey, um, I've had a fucking crazy day. Do you have the space right now to be able to hold me, like, in this? And I can just, like, dump and share because I really just need, like, a sounding board. And you can actually then, so there's part one, right? It's me taking ownership of the fact that other people have boundaries and I'm going to honor them because I desire for my own boundaries to be honored, right? Okay. is for you to be able to have the self-knowledge and awareness to be able to say yes I can hold you in this and I can see you and hold space for you or no I actually can't today so right takes, and that's really that's really tricky um that's really tricky for a lot of people to um feel okay with is is saying hey I love you um, I'm here for you and what you are going through is important, but I don't actually have the capacity to hold space for you right now. Right. And so I think that there's a bit of, I think there's really, it's really a dance. You have to be, um, you have to honor your own boundaries before you can um, honor another's boundaries. And so really learning what those are. So then again, you can be the person in turn that will ask, Hey, Jen, like, you know, um, I actually really could use your advice on something. Do you have the capacity to give that advice to me right now? I know it sounds a bit formal and like not all the time are we going to be asking our really dear friends for like permission. Sometimes it just kind of happens and we're in conversation, but I think it's something that's just really important to bring awareness around. So that's the first thing. Um, Mm -hmm. The second thing, which is maybe a little bit more to answer your question is learning how to, um, hold space for enough for learning how to hold space for someone when you're not ingesting and carrying around their story or their baggage or whatever it is that they're unloading right right there's a huge difference between ingesting it and then carrying that with you versus like an extension of yourself being very rooted and then being able to extend and expand in order to see and hold space for that person, right? Yep. Really kind of like learning how to um, not be ingesting other people's shit. And (laughs) if anything, at least if you are someone who just like really, you know, you're really working on not doing that, but it's really hard. You can't just kind of maybe go from zero to a hundred, at least just try to learn how to metabolize other people's energies through your system so that you're again, not carrying it with you and I think that's a huge part of being able to hold space is to like yeah have boundaries for sure but also just learning to metabolize energy and not just like putting 
other people's rocks in your backpack for you to carry around for the rest of time or the rest of the day or whatever it may be, right? Yeah, that makes sense. That is, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I feel like that is something that a lot of people struggle with, mm-hmm. including myself sometimes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyone who really like, I would say, um, identifies as an empath probably mm-hmm. has experienced like this wall before of like learning, like this curve of being like, okay, how can I show up for this person, but not actually like take on everything they're feeling, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it can be really hard, especially when it's somebody that you love and care totally. about and you just want to be empathic and you want to hold them. When you want to help them. Yeah, you do. I mean, innately we, we, I mean, I mean, this is actually kind of a great segue, but innately we, I find, um, want to fade and fix and help and, um, you know, like other people's pain. Mm-hmm. We just so desperately want to um, try to, like, unburden them in some way when we see people we love or people we don't love, really, like anyone. If we see someone having, like, a painful experience, we really, I mean, a lot of us really just are innately trying to alleviate that pain for them in whatever way we can. And mm-hmm. I mean, before I carry on in that whole tangent, um, I would love to just give that a little bit of space for a second and see if there's anything you want to add to that. I think exactly what you said is, you said it perfectly, I would say. like. It's something that I think everybody, especially <clears throat> especially me, right now there's a lot of things going on in my in my own life. And yeah, like when I see people in my family or like my partner or a close friend like really stressed or sad, like I am so inclined to be like, what can I do now to help you? But I don't even ask. I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna like do all of these things. And that's the problem is I don't, I don't ask, like maybe all they need is to just sit with themselves and like yeah, go through you and just yeah. like breathe or, yeah. you know, and I, I think it's, um, same thing with the asking of permission. Like, do you want advice or do you want me to be a sounding board? Like you said that to me the other day, mm-hmm. I really deeply appreciated it. And, um, you, I basically was just about to be like, Hey, this is the week I've had. Like, are you prepared for this? And you're like, yes, but do you want advice or do you want, you know, me to just basically like listen to you and yep. uh, be a sounding board? So, I mean, you already, you do that for people in your life already. Cause I've, I've been on the receiving end of that, but I think it's also, yeah, important to ask the people that um, are craving to be seen by us in that way. Like, what is it that you actually need? Like, yeah. Do you want me to offer my opinion or my advice or do you not? Some people just don't like <laughs> a lot of yeah. the time. Um, I know for myself, I've got friends in my life that are sounding boards and they know that I will eventually work <laughs> what it is that I want yeah. from this just by simply talking through it. And mm-hmm. I come to a conclusion, but then other times someone just like really craves you know your wisdom or your or your insight and that is you know a great way to know what they're wanting is just by simply asking right Mm -hmm. yeah that is very powerful um just asking without you know 
jumping to conclusion, just asking. It's something so simple. <laughs> like when you sit, when I'm, as I'm saying it out loud, it's just the simplest thing to do. And just but, having that become a part of your relationships. Yeah. Like really just having that, that type of curiosity um, and the, the grace of asking permission to just become woven into your, you know, the fabric of your relationship with the people closest to you. Um, I would say just, yeah, I mean, with everybody, but obviously with the people that we're talking about in these cases are people that usually know us. Um, yeah. But yeah, really just like weaving that in um, as the asking of permission, the ability to also, um, I guess, have a little bit of humility, like someone may not want your advice, mm -hmm. but they trust you enough to share their, their story with you. And that's a really yeah. good in and of itself, right? Yeah. Um, so the big takeaway is to ask first before giving the advice, would you touch on the art of space itself? And do you have any advice for someone who wants to be that safe container for another person? Mm. Good question, babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love the, I love um, when you texted me and told me the kind of theme of the podcast was the art of holding space. Um, I just loved that so <laughs> because it really is an art, but I also find life is you know, as Don Miguel yeah. Ruiz says, art is a masterpiece or life is a masterpiece of art. Now I butchered his quote. So just let's not quote me on that. But um, <laughs> anyways, it's the art of holding space. And I sat with this when, when I knew that this was kind of going to be what we were going to um, explore together. I really sat with it. And the thing that came through for me that was just so potent was the art of holding space like seeing the art of holding space as an invitation to be empty of yourself. Mm. And that is, I guess, my advice for people who want to maybe learn to hold space. Um, not, I, I wouldn't even say learn. It's like we have it within us, the capacity to do so. But to really start kind of like um, embodying what that is, I think a really great place to start is to see space as emptiness you can't hold space for someone if you're trying to fill that space with your projections or your opinions or your advice or whatever it is like it's really important to um feel the the really sincere invitation of that emptiness the emptiness of the self and when someone can when someone is like sharing with you and they like that's, you can, you can sense that when the person is really listening to you, mm. like they're deeply listening. It's a, it's this like visceral feeling because there's spaciousness there. They're not waiting right. to cut you off. They're not waiting to jump in or chime in with, you know, what it is that they want to share with you or what that brought up for them. They're simply listening, deeply listening. And I know for myself, that's something I've really worked on. Mm. I actually have been working on that boundary with my family because I come by it. Honestly, we all just get really excited. <laughs> we want to, we really want to like, you know, contribute or like relate in those moments when someone is like sharing something We're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually really interesting because I've only recently started really asserting that boundary with my own family when I'm kind of like, actually, dad, I'm not finished with my story. 
And I really, I'm excited to hear what you have to say, but I'm not done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he just goes, oh, right. Yeah. And it was like, actually a really funny moment, but anyways, I digress to come back. It's um, when someone, when someone is sharing, like say I'm sharing with you, I can really tell if you're deeply listening to me or if you're just kind of waiting to um, make it about you. Yeah. And not, I'm not meaning you, of course, but um, I think it's just, it's something that we do in our, in our, in my work is this is like a, basically an integral piece of um, how I facilitate and how I, um, yeah, like the, it's, it's a big part of the bones, but also like a, the flesh of what I do. And um, that is mirror work and partner work in when we do kind of like our women's circles in our retreats and stuff. Um, we do partner work and that is basically the parameter, the container that we um, kind of, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for. The container that we, I don't know. Um, wow, what am I trying to say here? like offer I don't know it's yeah. basically like I don't want to say the, the guidelines or the rules of of the partner work but kind of actually it's like yeah this is the yeah the container at which we're going to be flowing in in inside of mm -hmm. but one of the big things we say is when we're doing partner work is essentially because two women are you know sitting facing one another and and sharing um and then switching and the other person is listening and the other person is sharing and a huge thing about that is um, that there's no interrupting, there's no advice uh, giving, and basically there's just, you're there to listen and be a mirror for that person to, um, yeah, to really just feel seen. Yeah. And it's really, really interesting because like how beautiful it is to give somebody the gift of that which we truly crave, which is to be seen, to be loved, right? Like to be accepted, to belong, like, and have that person just holding that and reflecting that back to you while you're sharing like some of the most intimate moments of your entire life. Wow. And it's, yeah. And like, yeah. that's the space right there. Like the space is for that person to be able to feel that sense of belonging. And it can only happen when the space is safe and the space is like unconditional, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so, that, um, that makes so much sense. And definitely in my family as well, there's been so many times where I've been in conversations and instead of just like letting my dad or my mom or whoever talk, I'm, I'm just like, waiting to be like but actually or mm -hmm. to somehow turn it back to myself and it's so hard not to do that <laughs> it is. like it's, it's really hard I know and but, it's um, really interesting because a lot of the time in this um in this work uh a lot of women have never so say for example um, one of our exercises that we that I often kind of facilitate usually at the beginning of retreat or um, in our workshops that are a bit longer, like when we have more time and space. Um, one of the exercises that we do with a partner is about 10 minutes each. So 10 minutes with one person holding the space and the other person sharing 
and then we switch and the other person holds the space and the other person shares. And what I always kind of say in that moment is how often in our life are we literally speaking for 10 minutes without being interrupted and actually mm. being listened to, not just like talking, but actually being listened to and held. And like, how often does that happen in our life? Really? Never. <laughs> and Almost. exactly, right? And then yeah. I flip the question though. And I say, how often do you listen to someone for 10 minutes mm. and not interrupt them? and not try to inject your perspective, right? Yeah. It's so fascinating because I really, like I have watched certain women have kind of come to everything since the beginning. <laughs> we have like yeah. kind of our core, um, our core sisters who just show up for the work that we do. And obviously it's, it's, you know, it's given them something in their life and they give us so much in return. And yeah. I've seen um, a particular friend of mine um, someone who is just like so full of life and energy and um, such an amazing conversationalist. Oh my gosh, like just watching her talk to people that she doesn't know is amazing. And um, watching her though, really learn, like I've watched her learn how to hold space. And now when I see her like retreat after workshop, after circle, after whatever later, she's kind of, I would say a bit more of a seasoned, um, a seasoned sister in the work that we do and the work that I do. Um, watching her hold space is like it is like art it is I like wow. tears to my eyes because the softness and the openness and the um medicine I don't even know like watching her hold space for other people now after watching so, like it was such an evolution is like such a gift and I feel like it's something that if we practice enough we can be very very good at as I'm sitting here talking, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, thank you for holding space for me as I'm just like unpacking and exploring no, the, I'm, the depths of this. It's very but interesting. It's yeah, it is. It's very cool. So anyways, I've just watched. It's something that like, I think bringing it back to circle around, like it's something we can learn. It's yeah. something that can be learned and embodied and practiced. And it really, it's, I mean, it's a beautiful thing, I think in life to be able to hold space for another and then also in turn not turn away when people are trying to hold space for us and not like shrink back into our self-deprecating kind of you know internal monologue of like I'm not worthy of this person holding space for me like this it's like a you know there's the, the two sides of the coin and I think if we if we practice and embody the art of holding space we can really show up more intimately with life yeah with ourselves with yeah. others and then the world right yeah i am um i'm so excited to come to the retreat in september i'm like terrified but also very very mm -hmm. excited because i feel like <laughs> i'm excited. i will benefit from this and so fingers... food though i mean yes hillary the rooted table i can't even describe her food and i just know that you're such a foodie so that I follow is, her and I know she should. Looks, everyone should yeah <laughs> literally incredible anyways but I yeah I'm really really thrilled um to kind of share this this with you um it's such I'm just an hoping amazing experience yeah I'm uh I'm just like holding my breath that COVID-19 doesn't swing back around and have yeah. us all locked into our apartments again yeah 
Um, it's time to gather again in person. Yeah. And I know we, we will definitely like the safety of everybody is our top priority. Like no matter what, we will postpone it till the end of the days if that's not what's gonna, you know, like if it's not safe. Yeah. Either. But at this point, we do have the green light, and we're just like, I honestly offer like actual prayers of being like, cause I know people need this. People need to be together in this type yes. of, in this type of way, in this healing and like witness each other in this collective evolution, like not just over zoom, not just on, on FaceTime, but like in real life, like the tangible energy in those spaces is just like, you can't translate it. No, that's As so true. Well, I know it's translatable for the online realms, but it's definitely like a whole other playing field in person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I really hope that everything is a green light and yeah, cause I really want to be there. But, um, while we're talking about COVID-19, um, I just wanted to like pick your brain on this. Like what has COVID-19 and the isolation and social distancing and all of that, like, how has this three to four month period been for you? Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, you kind of know how it's been for me, but yeah. I, I know that you're asking um, for the people listening. So I will um, do my best to try to encapsulate it. Um, but, oh man, um, you know, it started out, it started out really light. Um, I mean, light in the sense of like what was happening in my own apartment um, mm -hmm. and within my own self, of course. COVID was very intense, not light as a topic, but anyways, I, my point being is that it was kind of like, um, you know, baking bread. <laughs> oh my God, bread. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I really have a foolproof proof recipe for bread for like people like me, but anyways, um, I'm not a baker, so I was very impressed. Um, but anyways, it was kind of like baking bread and like, I don't, like, I don't even know. I was going to my cabin a lot and just like baking bread and drinking like gin martinis. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> Rosemary Gimlets to be specific. Um, yeah, and just having a grand old time. And then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, it just was like all of the structures of my life just kind of crumbled. Um, I just, to, I mean, just to summarize in such a brief way over the last four months, um, I lost my, um, well, not lost. Well, I mean, kind of a weird word to say, but anyways, I'm just going to say it like that. I lost my, um, job, which was my salary, um, and my car. Um, then I, um, ended my uh, relationship and my roommate moved out and I acquired a two bedroom apartment, which was quite stressful at the time, just financially without or any real income. Um, because obviously like we couldn't gather we couldn't do that type of work like a lot of the like pillars and exactly another pillar that actually fell was just like being able to be in in ceremony with other women and holding that space and really like having that all just kind of crumble and um i went through definitely a bit of a uh not even a bit i went through a, a massive death um of everything that i had kind of known structurally in my life and um really just allowed myself to fall apart um which was only in about may that i really went into the um yeah into the darkness the dark nights of the soul as mm -hmm. um, some would say and it was like a deconstruction of my entire life 
and I was held so fucking beautifully and supported so beautifully by my people, including you. Um, and fuck, like it was intense, but after the death comes the rebirth and I have, I think my, my ability to hold space for myself, the tools that I had to be able to just allow myself to fall apart um and and meet myself there in the rubble and just sit and breathe and not rush the process was pretty much probably the reason why I'm I've popped out the other side as quickly as I did um, yeah not quickly I mean it's a bit hard it didn't keep you down like yeah you, it, you know I'm out now I'm out the other side um and I have been for the past little while and I'm just so happy about it yeah. um but also I think that there was just that um, the, yeah, the ability to hold space for myself in those moments of really deep sorrow and intimacy and grief and um, loss, uh, as well as then trying to, you know, n- navigate through the collective experience of everything that has gone on in the last four months as oh, someone in this in the wellness sphere and somebody who gives a fuck. So it was really, really intense to try to show up for my community, show up for um, my, I don't know, like the, the people that needed me to show up, but then also being able to say like, no, I actually can't, or yes, I can. And navigating that and the amount of shame and guilt I felt on the times that I couldn't show up when I felt like I really, really should be there. Anyways, it was all just a lot. And um I don't know. I found the medicine in that and I'm, I'm out the other side and I feel really fucking happy that I was able to um, <laughs> deepen my intimacy with life through the last four months, even more so. And man, <laughs> the insight yeah. and like, I don't even know it it was a time. Yeah. But I think a lot of people also experienced similar death of self death of the normal death of um what they had known to be their lives for you know however long 100 percent, i would agree i think i mean i i feel like i should say that we're obviously so lucky to live in canada and we're so lucky that we you know our government's looking after people who need help with their rent and help with salary stuff yes and so it's we're like very privileged to be able to even have this conversation but I feel the exact same way um yeah I just feel like the past four months has been (laughs) such an eye-opener of what's actually important and Mm -hmm. just letting everything that isn't worth you know stressing out about just kind of like fall away and yeah I I worked from home for about two and a half months before right at the beginning of COVID sorry and it was so amazing to like just be home every day making like three meals a day not having to go into the office and like be in everybody's energy and I work in real estate so the energy is always very like full on like it's there's a lot of personalities. There's a lot of stuff happening. So just to step away from that for even that two month period was like, I, I feel like I'm a different person. 
which like it sounds, I don't know if it sounds weird, but I honestly feel so much more calm. I don't let things stress me out at work that really shouldn't even, you know, I'm just like, I just feel so different. And I'm so grateful that I had that time and space to like, just be home and just be with myself. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, spaciousness fosters freedom, right? Yeah. Like the, the space is the birthplace for like, I mean, I mean, actually let's take that even one step further. Like the the space is the birthplace of like emptying. It's like kind of a bit of a, I don't know if that's a, that's a juxtaposition, but it's so important to, I mean, I think it was important for a lot of people to see where in their lives they were just filling their time yeah, and filling and filling and filling. And I think that this last four months has invited us to, um, to really just honor the emptying and that emptiness of not, and not needing to just fill it. Yes. Fucking and like, you know, like our schedules and all of this and that and seeing this person and making those plans and doing this and trying to get in like like I mean it's you know everything. Yeah. Trying to get in this before the end of the day is done and then waking up and doing it all over again. And and I think, yeah, man, it's like I hope that people have been able to find like some sort of like I don't know, heart quality in this last four months like really stepping into the being and instead of the doing, like a lot yes. of people just had to learn to like be because they didn't have work. They didn't have, I don't even know, like a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's like, yeah, if they got, if they got let go from their job or whatever, you know, whatever was going on, like, that's like what, you know, maybe that person spends, you know, 50 hours a week doing that. And right. Then the rest of the time, you know, they're just kind of numbing out or like, not numbing out even in a bad way, but just like spending their time doing something. And I think it's like, we've just, we were given, a, um, we were given a gift. I know there's like the silver lining conversation is always a bit like testy because they're, you know, but let's just stick with that for a moment. Yeah. But it's, we were just, yeah, given the gift of space. And we, I hope um, a lot of people were able to learn um, how to just be in that space and just and be there sit sit there breathe yeah <laughs> just like totally relax and be with yourself just be there and if you have a partner be with your partner like it's just really interesting maybe i think for a lot of people who maybe have never really sat with themselves with that much time to do uh, yeah and look at themselves with so much time right yeah i know a few people um that absolutely did not like being alone and not doing things and it just yeah goes back to yeah some people just are not okay with just being and just sitting and just doing nothing and I think those are the people who probably benefited the most maybe at the time they they didn't realize that they were but coming out the other side they're probably like also thinking to themselves like wow I really fucking needed that <laughs> how often in our lives are we given never amount of time to never ourselves? like it's so shocking because I have done and I know you have too like we've both done a lot of work around being alone with ourselves mm-hmm. and what that means um and really like 
fostering a relationship with ourselves. But um, one of the quotes that like changed my life so many, so many years ago, um, which I feel like is so apt for this. Um, I, I know you know this poem, um, the, the Invitation by Uriah Mountain Dreamer, one of my mm. like, most profoundly life-changing teachers in my life. But the very, very, very end of this beautiful, beautiful piece of writing, which I'm not going to go all into detail with, but essentially she says, like, I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. Yeah, that's, it's so important. Like, yeah. Do you really, truly like, and this is so interesting because it's like, like, I wonder what somebody's answer to that would be like, just a person I don't know. Cause I know a lot of people whose answer they are, but I would love to just ask a random human being like, yeah. If, were you able to be alone with yourself and actually enjoy the company that you were keeping in those empty moments? And like, if not, why? Right. And I think that that, you know, yeah, I think COVID was, COVID is, I mean, still is. A lot of people are still, mm -hmm. I know, um, still out of work and everything, but um, we're not as isolated now, but actually I don't know, the state's is very different than where we are in Vancouver. We are so lucky in BC right now. Like, yeah, we are really so lucky. That we have some semblance of um, freedom. freedom. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, I, yeah, I just, I wonder what the why would be if somebody's answer to that question was no. I'm going to ask Dave that after, and, and after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah. He knows this just piece of writing. He, says. he knows like the depths of that question. So maybe just ask him and then hold space for him. Excellent. And see what he says. Great idea. It's a really cool question to ask anyone in your life. Like, do you enjoy the company that you keep in the empty moments? Like, really, do you truly enjoy it? Yeah. And a lot of people will probably say no. And some people may say yes. And we don't need to offer advice. Well, just sit with it yeah just sit with that yeah yep um so what is next for you and jade in this like weird maybe post-covid world we're not really sure when this is going to end like what's coming up for you guys this year um mm. or what are you were anything you're working on yeah i don't know if i've yes. like, really told you um much about this but um it's yeah we've been jade and i um we've been really working towards um developing um an online community for homecoming um so doing uh online courses and uh subscriptions Ooh, i love so, that yeah monthly subscriptions and um an online course that's kind of like work at your own pace um so we're actually in the midst of kind of going through the whole kind of conception and pregnancy of that idea. And hopefully it will kind of be birthed by the end of the year. Um, and yeah, that's, so that's next in terms of something that's like not what we've done before. And yeah. I am so excited. <laughs> I feel like Jade and I both are just ready to um, expand past what we've already done. And um, and I mean, the world of online is kind of. It's perfect timing. Yeah, it's really important to um, to kind of go with flow. I mean, yeah. somebody, I'm a bit stubborn like that. Like I really, I, like I kind of said before, um, 
I really kind of hold on tight to my like in-person experiences because I think it's so powerful but Mm. I also have to like recognize that that's not the world we live in right now or it may and I don't know if that will ever be the world we're going to live in we don't know so it's really just important to adapt and Jade and I are, are um we actually were planning to do an online homecoming before COVID and this has really kind of just like kicked us in the ass to like get us moving with this. And we're both on the same page now of just like how excited and ready and the momentum. And yeah, so that's, that's coming, coming in hot, very excited. And very um, exciting. other than that, we're both just really preparing. Um, we're preparing to launch Homecoming Salulita firstly. That's so exciting. Um, and then we are also just preparing for September and just kind of like really like just yeah, getting really excited and um, prepared for kind of whatever is going to happen and giving yeah. ourselves some plan B's and C's. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, and I guess what's next is for Jade and I is just um, moving homecoming online um, in, in a couple different ways, um, some different kind of manifestations of what that'll look like. And that's really fucking exciting. And um, yeah. And then for oh, me, awesome. I guess, trying to remain consistent with showing up virtually while I can't hold space in person and um, I think I'm going to try to do an outdoor circle in August um, and really just kind of like try try. I know there's just like so many people that really just like need that type of space right now and I really Mm want to try to see if that's like doable um, and kind of anyways tiptoeing around that idea in my head of just like how I can make that happen safely and then um continuing to kind of show up in the virtual realm of doing online circles like the one that you kind of went to that time on zoom um yeah oh yeah that was amazing thanks I would love if you did more of those it was actually like really it was a learning curve and but everyone was just so gracious and hilarious and there was you know I like to have a, a lot of humility in my work anyways because fucking life you know it's totally it's so important honestly to just like have joy when we are doing this work this deep work of our shadow and all the things I just want to like amplify joy in my life but anyways point being is that like everybody was just so grace graceful and had so much humility when I was you know messing around with zoom and trying to figure out the music (laughs) and trying to like understand because I'm not a tech savvy person so um I'm just really excited to kind of show up again but like I said I was just kind of like not able to show up and I had to honor that and now I'm ready to show up so I'm very excited I am very excited for you and I'm ready for you to show up as well because I think that one of the reasons why I resonate so much with what you do is because yeah like you said you're it's not so serious and like which it is serious. Maybe that's the wrong word, but it's okay to like, like lighthearted smile. Yeah. It's okay to be like lighthearted and bring some like positivity and happiness into these, you know, conversations and things. And yeah, I love that about you. And I love that. That's how you, you bring that into your facilitation, which I think is, I think that's pretty rare. I don't know, maybe not, but anyways, I think think it's amazing. I just Um, love joy. (laughs) I just like yeah. how I can like, you not right you and I both just like love to laugh and we're both 
funny. I know that we don't obviously <laughs> not self-proclaimed, but we are. Um, but I feel like obviously in this conversation, it's kind of hard to go there, but I think it's so important in life to just be able to like laugh through the work because yeah. fuck, like you can just get lost down there. And I've said yes. this before. It's like, I have this, this image. It's so visceral in my mind, but, um, I have this image of like going, you know, doing like shadow work, really going down into the depths um, where it's, you know, like just very kind of manky and pungent down there, like damp, <laughs> the damp <laughs> corners of our soul, of our psyche, right? And yeah. I imagine like people, so, because it can be addicting, right? We all know that the self-help industry and like this wellness kind of sphere and all the personal development, da 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 da, da can be very addicting. And, mm -hmm. um, one thing I always picture, which is when someone kind of gets lost down there and they all of a sudden just start getting really comfortable in the, in that dark place. And then they kind of just don't want to come out. And I like see this like lazy boy armchair <laughs> and somebody like down there, just like legs up, just in the fucking dark depths of the basement of their soul, just like eating Cheetos and just that Cheeto dust being like on like their pants and like their shirt you know what I mean can you yeah. see that and like yeah. I'm always just like are you down there like I know like I've said this to a friend before and she was like what the actual fucking question was that but it's like are you down there eating Cheetos like do you need to come out and play like what's going on like sometimes yeah. you get lost in the shadow work and I think something that is just so integral to living life is to amplifying joy and experiencing yes. that and laughing and having a freaking good time because honestly like I'm just yeah that's my that's just like my motto that's how I facilitate I like to laugh I like to make jokes I also like to like get real serious but it all just kind of has to weave together for me or else I just don't have fun yeah I, I resonate I with that really yeah yeah short um, answer of course <laughs> the longest, longest answer um yeah um I think <laughs> I think we need to wrap it up because we're running out of time on my Zoom. All right, babe. I know. I had a feeling. But thank you so like much. It. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I really appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you as a person, but I appreciate you so much for sitting down and like hashing this out with me because I know you are a very busy lady. So thank you. Well, I I I'm just like really proud of you and excited to watch the cultivating wholeness podcast grow um because you have so much to say and i just love your voice literally Aww. and figuratively i love your truth <laughs> and i love the sound of your voice and i love your curiosity and ambition in life and it's just very inspiring so thank you for having me i love you so much i love you too and um and thank you to your community for um, making it through <laughs> this podcast. Yeah. Thank and, you, everyone. <laughs> thank you, everyone. And I'm so happy to kind of meet people that are in your um, circuit that I don't know. So always here yes. if anyone has any questions or anything about anything we talked about. But. I will link all of your details. Um, I'll link your website and your Instagram handle somewhere once I figure out how to do that on the podcast platform. But yeah, I'm sure people will be able to find you. And if not, I will direct them to you i love it i'm stoked and i'm yeah happy to share you with 
my community. I, although I think everyone kind of knows you now because <laughs> always talking about you. But anyway, I love you, babe. Thank you for having me. Love you me. too. Have a beautiful Talk to you soon. Rest of your day. Okay. You too. Bye.